You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera's CEO, Hao Tran, meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. What's up, guys? It's your host, Hao here. In today's episode of Vietnam Innovators, we'll be meeting with Leon Kai, the Regional Director for Enterprise Singapore, a government agency championing enterprise development, and also the Commercial Consul at the Consulate General of the Republic of Singapore here in Ho Chi Minh City. The bilateral relationship between Singapore and Vietnam has taken the hot seat in recent years with a rapidly rising surge of foreign direct investment into Vietnam and an increasingly positive industry sentiment between the two countries. To navigate this optimistic yet sometimes uncharted waters, Leon's time at Enterprise Singapore is supporting Singaporean small and medium enterprises as well as corporations to enter the market and thrive. Here now is Leon with his insights on Vietnam's most promising industries for Singaporean businesses, as well as some knowledge sharing about how his team supports connecting local enterprises with those from his home waters. But before we begin, we'd also like to extend a big thanks to our sponsors, health tech startup GeoHealth. GeoHealth is known for their innovative products and services to improve the healthcare system in Vietnam. Drop by a visit to one of their new smart clinics at M Plaza in Ho Chi Minh City for the latest, or download their mobile apps on the App Store or Google Play for more. What's up, guys? It's your host, Hao Tran, the CEO of Vietcetera, and your host of the Vietnam Innovators podcast series. Uh, we're super excited to welcome a special guest here today. His name is Leon. He's Singaporean. He happens to be the regional director of Enterprise Singapore, which I'll let him explain in a little bit. And he's also the commercial consul of the Consulate General of Singapore here in Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, as we all know, Singapore and Vietnam has very close bilateral relations, particularly in trade and industry. And we have Leon here to kind of share more about that today. So um, without further ado, I'll, I'll just move it here to our, our buddy here, Leon. He's he's made time here today to share about uh, the relationship between Singapore and Vietnam, particularly from uh, an economic point of view. Leon, welcome to the studio here today. Thank you, Hao. Uh, thank you for inviting me today. I will just briefly and explain about Enterprise Singapore. Please. Yeah. Okay. We are a government agency under the Singapore Ministry of Trade and Industry. And our mandate is to actually promote the trade and enterprise growth. Uh, interestingly, Enterprise Singapore has been in Ho Chi Minh City for more than 25 years. Wow. Yeah, it's a long history. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I personally, I've been here for more than two years. You know, the, the name Enterprise Singapore makes me think of innovation and introduction of new products and businesses. And 25 years, that's quite a long time. I mean, that's when um, certain milestones, such as the opening of uh, trade into Vietnam from certain countries. I assume Singapore was around that same time, if not earlier. Um, the history of this relationship, it's, uh, it's evolving. Uh, trade is growing. And that kind of leads us to our kind of first question for you here today. What are those key industries for Singapore in a place like Vietnam? Are we looking at manufacturing, food and beverage, technology? Maybe you can share more about what those key industries are. Yeah, so I think uh, for industries, uh, traditionally, we started off with real estate. Mm -hmm. So you can see the likes of Kaplan, Maple Tree, and Samcorp. Uh, we have entered Vietnam many years ago. Mm -hmm. 
um, recently, uh, we have seen some involvement in the industries and, in, and we have uh, observed about four areas. Uh, firstly, is in the lifestyle and consumer sector. As you know, Vietnam has a fast-growing uh, middle class and Singapore brands has been looking to enter uh, the market to capture this uh, growing middle class. Uh, despite of COVID-19 last year, we do see uh, Singapore brands entering this space uh, in 2020. Um, businesses are also looking to move to online mm-hmm. and digital uh, to cope with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, we do have, and the example is Aculent. Mm. Uh, it's a digital platform that encourages learning uh, through data, video, and audio. And they have actually tied up with a Vietnamese education institution uh, last year to bring in their products and services here. The second area that we uh, observe a lot of interest is uh, in the area of manufacturing. Vietnam did a great job in signing a lot of free trade agreements, mm-hmm. uh, most recently EVFTA and CPTPP. And these have strengthened uh, its position as a manufacturing hub. So Singapore manufacturers are also consider- considering to move to Vietnam to set up a manufacturing base or to offer our Industrial 4.0 solutions uh, to enhance the efficiency of the manufacturers here. The third area is in the area of urban solutions and smart cities. Uh, as you know, uh, Vietnam is actually uh, experiencing fast urbanization rate, mm-hmm. and the government has been actually looking to diversify the energy mix, uh, pushing for cleaner energy sources. So renewable energy such as solar, wind, and LNG are areas that our companies have expertise and experience in. An example is uh, Sunsip actually completed a 168-megawatt uh, solar fund project in Nintuan province back in 2019. It was one of the largest solar fund projects that year. Uh, Samcorp Energy is also looking to push more rooftop solar with the manufacturing and the industrial parks in Vietnam. And the last area is actually in the area of startups and innovation. I think the policies from the government has been very proactive in promoting entrepreneurship here. And uh, they have plans to launch uh, national startup support centers and innovation centers in Vietnam. And I think these have uh, this positive um, uh, push and policies from the government have actually gained confidence from foreign investors, especially Singapore startups, mm-hmm. who are looking to actually enter into Vietnam. An example would be Kelfa, who have launched their business in July 2020. Uh, and the, the nature of the business is actually to meet up and learn. So this, they managed to launch this in, right in the middle of COVID-19. So, which is quite impressive. So, these are the few areas. So, quite a number of areas, um, both traditional and on the more emerging innovation side. Um, It sounds like Singapore is doing really well in Vietnam. A lot of entrepreneurs and businesses entering. um, COVID hasn't deterred the growth. If anything, it's maybe accelerated it, particularly with Vietnam's and Singapore's control of the situation. Um, And you've highlighted a few examples of that, that, um, that relationship. Um, what does Enterprise Singapore do exactly to, to support those businesses? Maybe you can highlight a few functional examples. Maybe it's like doing uh, what they call fam trips. I don't know if that's the same terminology <laughs> you guys use, but you know, gathering a number of uh, business leaders uh, to visit Vietnam before they actually take the plunge and enter the market. That's just one example. I'm sure you have plenty more. Maybe you can highlight a couple of those for, mm. our, for our listeners here. Sure. Maybe before that, I would like mm-hmm. to also share a bit about the bilateral relationship between both countries. So uh, interestingly, Singapore is the third largest foreign investors Mm -hmm. after South Korea and Japan in Vietnam. And in Ho Chi Minh City itself, Singapore is the top investor. So it's quite an achievement considering the size of our economy. 
um, and uh, one of the most uh, signature um, bilateral uh, projects between both countries is the Vietnam-Singapore Industrial Parks, which was established in 1996. Um, since then, it has expanded to seven industrial parks throughout Vietnam, and it has created uh, more than 270,000 jobs uh, and attracted foreign investment of uh, more than 17 billion. Sorry, 14 billion. 14. Yeah. Just a small little difference between those two numbers. Um, I, I think that's you know fantastic, and it really shows how important of a market it is for, for Singapore. Um, this is maybe, you, don't, you maybe don't have the number on top of your head, but I, I just went to a, a dinner with the US, U.S. Consulate General, and they were saying from their U.S. Department of Agriculture that Vietnam is actually the sixth largest market for mm. American products mm. going overseas. And keep in mind, that's with China, India, yeah. uh, and the likes in, in that place. Sixth largest. Where does Vietnam kind of sit in that? Is it, I mean, I'm sure it's very, fairly high in terms mm. of not only FDI, but also, you know, imports, exports, and all that kind of good stuff. Mm. Um, how important is that relationship at a global kind of level for Singapore? I mean, we always view Vietnam as an important trading partners because mm. of the proximity and cultural similarity. Um, so I don't have the number, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, in terms of trade, I think we are actually a top 10 or top 12 mm. between both countries. And yeah. since the establishment of the Vietnam-Singapore Industrial Parks, we have consider, uh, continued to facilitate a lot of partnerships between companies in both countries. So more recently, we have Vietnam Airlines signing a JV um, for MRO airframe maintenance mm-hmm. uh, project with Singapore Technology Aerospace. Um, other than that, uh, Irwin's Salted Egg uh, Snacks have also signed a distributor partnership with IPPG. Um, so I think it was a start of uh, collaboration between both countries and uh, the role of Enterprise Singapore is really to work with the Vietnamese companies to identify suitable partners in Singapore, um, to co-create solutions, to enter the market, um, to capture opportunities. Excellent. Yeah, you mentioned IPP Travel yeah. and the, the group at a large. I saw that they started bringing Irvin's yeah. salted chips, hopefully the number one uh, product going to <laughs> Vietnam soon. We have quite a few in the office um, ourselves. Um, so what are those activities and programs that Enterprise Singapore runs in Vietnam um, that not only Singaporean businesses should know about, but maybe their counterparts here in Vietnam? Yeah. So as, small, as uh, similar to most of the trade agencies, we run uh, sectorial-focused uh, trade missions. Mm-hmm on the non-COVID year. Of course, a lot of these activities planned for were disrupted last year. Um, so we have switched to a lot of online webinars, uh, firstly to, sh- to share information with our companies about the market and the opportunities. And we also conduct business matching sessions through Zoom, WebEx, Google Meet and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and our role here is really to, um, as the sensor, uh, to source out information, uh, opportunities and feedback to our HQ in Singapore. Um, and potentially be a business matcher. Uh, it's like a matchmaking agency, but for businesses. Exactly. You can see it that way. Um, and and how many Singaporean businesses, is, I don't know if you have the number, how many of them, what magnitude are there currently in Vietnam? Well, based on actual figures, uh, in, uh, we have more than 2,000 projects, okay. uh, investment in Vietnam uh, in 43 out of the 63 provinces. Mm. Um, total investment is uh, US 47 billion. So in terms of the number, I think it's quite significant. Um, and in this year, we are actually looking to push for three areas. Firstly, to introduce more consumer brands to the Vietnamese market. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, we want to push for corporate innovation activities with the Vietnamese corporates. 
Uh, thirdly, is to promote the uh, to educate and raise awareness of industrial 4.0 solutions and how it will help to increase productivity and efficiency of the manufacturers here. Excellent. Yeah, you know, going in line with that idea of activities and and um, where Vietnam sits as a bilateral partner with Singapore, we actually uh, kind of did a sneak peek to our listeners about our chat with you here today, Leon, and we had an enormous response. Uh, on our LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And and we want to kind of have some of those listeners chime in with those questions. So we're going to switch gears a little bit, have them kind of call in and and share their questions. So we're going to go with one of those right now. Hi, this is Tran. I have a question for Leon. Strategically, where does Vietnam sit as a business growth partner for Singaporean businesses in relation to other Southeast Asia peers? Thank you. So okay. I, I think the question here is, you know, for someone in, in Singapore right now, let's say it's Urban's Chips or whatever the brand is, should I go to Vietnam or somewhere else in Southeast Asia that I haven't, you know, kind of hit their shores yet? Um, what can you say and share to those companies considering a place like Vietnam? I mean, I might be biased mm-hmm. since I'm based here, of but uh, Vietnam has always been one of the top uh, investment destinations for our companies. Uh, firstly, proximity and cultural similarity I mentioned. Um and the opportunity, uh, pro-businesses policies from the government, uh, free trade agreement, and of course the very hardworking labor force here uh, make itself a very attractive um, uh, investment destination. Um, Compared to the ASEAN uh, peers, I think uh, traditionally companies have always been looking at the neighbors, Mm -hmm. which is Malaysia and Indonesia. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are a lot of interest because um, of proximity, they are familiar with this market. But increasingly, um, uh, Vietnam has always come up top. Uh, one of the survey done by the Trade Association, Singapore Business Federation, has, uh, they have actually observed uh, most inquiries for companies who are looking to expand overseas uh, to choose Vietnam as the destination. Does, does Vietnam also host a lot of Singaporean expats? Could you share how many live in Vietnam at the moment? Well, I don't have the actual figure, but definitely... I spoke to a lot of the uh, locals here. Many of them mentioned that they are NUS alumni, yes. SMU yeah. and uh, alumni. So mm. I think beyond economics or business, uh, culturally, education-wise, mm. there were a lot of exchanges, uh, with, even without the facilitation uh, from the government. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would say at my own company, we're about, uh, and by my company, I mean Vietcetra, we're about 60, 65 full-time staff. I, I think there's at least 10, maybe 5 to 10 that have studied in Singapore. Yeah. So. Um, it's quite a significant kind of contributor to uh, talent and, and, you know, people who have had that experience in coming back to Vietnam, not just Singaporeans themselves. Um, moving forward, we, we have, you know, another, we have a lot of questions actually from the audience, but we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit back to uh, the narrative here. Um, and, you know, we talked a lot about good stuff. And I'm sure you also kind of um, share about some of the challenges that Vietnamese, uh, the market can can kind of kind of pose for Singaporean businesses who may be not aware of the challenges. Mm. Can you share what those typical challenges are and, and what you tell your companies in Singapore before entering the market? Mm. One of the most uh, common mistakes is that companies view Vietnam as a, as, as a homogeneous market, but um, Vietnam is actually a very long and big market. Mm-hmm. So there are some cultural differences in different regions, different cities and uh, provinces. So I think companies might need to adapt some of the strategies. There isn't a one-size-fits-all strategy for different market or even within the market itself. Uh, secondly, I think as of most businesses, 
um, relationship building, trust is very important. I think there's a quote by the Vietnamese, the three B words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might pronounce it wrongly. Ban, ban, ban. Okay. So friends, table, and uh, selling. Okay. Yeah. So you always start off by uh, making friends mm. before you talk about business, and then you discuss uh, the business that you want to work with over a table or over a meal before you sign the deal. Is that similar to Singaporean kind of business practices, though? Would you say? I would or say Asian that. Most Asian actually uh, require relationship, but course, uh, yeah. for Singapore side, sometimes it can be quite transactional. Mm. So it's just based on the commercial deal, uh, whether this fit into our solution mm-hmm. or problem statements, and then yeah, that's the deal. Mm. So there, time need to be taken mm-hmm. to build the relationship. I feel especially in the new market. Yeah. Uh, the last challenge is actually I would strongly encourage the business owners or founders to actually. Uh, base their management team or decision maker uh, in the market for at least a good six to 12 months to build connections, understand how things work here, because it can be very different in Singapore and other parts of the world which they are familiar with. So immerse yourself into the market, which I think personally, after basing here for more than two years, uh, there are things that uh, I wouldn't be able to experience if I was just flying in here for a business trip. Yeah, so... I guess what you're saying is when they open a satellite office in Vietnam or operations in general, you've got to have a director or, or someone to really make decisions, not just be here for six months and go back necessarily. I mean, that helps, um, but also having a leadership team, management team in Vietnam. Yeah, definitely. And they could be Vietnamese too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, thank you for sharing some of those challenges. I'll, I'll take the three Bs uh, and then for myself as well. I think that applies for anyone, not just Singaporean businesses. Um <laughs> Let's move to to one of the kind of pillars that makes up the Enterprise Singapore kind of objectives. And you mentioned about startups specifically. Obviously, um, you know, the, the bastion of startups, you, you think of Silicon Valley, but Southeast Asia has really emerged. And Singapore is is kind of like the, the epicenter of that. We have uh, huge unicorn companies coming out of the region, um, the likes of mobility startups. We have the likes of e-commerce companies and even more, uh, and I'm sure more to come. Um and those startups that are seeking growth, they kind of identify Vietnam as one of the top places to grow. Um, how many of those startups find themselves operating in Vietnam now? And, and what is Enterprise Singapore doing to support that specific startup kind of industry? Mm. Well, I don't have an actual figure because, you know, startups... Do, they come and go so They quickly. come and go, yeah. and then uh, they like to go under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, well, personally, I think there are about... 50, mm-hmm. at least 50 Singapore mm-hmm. startups operating well with presence in Vietnam, uh, which is not surprising because um, um, I mentioned earlier the policies here um, and the innovation and startup ecosystem here is very vibrant. It's uh, actually up and coming in the region. Um, and as Enterprise Singapore, we actually have signed a MOU with Natec uh, really to promote startup exchange between both countries. And beyond working with the government agencies such as uh, MOST and MPI uh, to promote innovation and startup exchange, we also uh, work with the private entities. Um, One example is that uh, we launched the Global Innovation Alliance uh, back in 2019. And the purpose of this alliance is really to promote startup exchange. Mm. And we have partnered with Quest Ventures and Saigon Innovation Hub. To help us, uh, I think I participated in that actually. I, I think you were invited. Program. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So since then, uh, unfortunately, COVID happened. Of so course. the first accelerator program, we have about eleven startups mm. from Singapore. Uh, we have to switch the program uh, to fully fully virtual. Mm. 
Uh, it was completed in uh, December last year, and the second run will be in quarter one this year. And the sign up and the interest has always been very positive since then. Uh, we also have uh, NUS Enterprise doing the launch of Block 71 Saigon, a beta launch in October last year. With, in partnership with Beckhamx, I believe. Partnership with Beckhamx, yeah. that's right. And uh, I think it's really one of the ecosystem builders uh, which have presence in uh, cities all over the world, in China, in Indonesia, and also in San Francisco. So I think this partnership between NUS Enterprise and Beckhamx um, uh, hopefully will help to bring the startup ecosystem closer in from both countries and co-create solutions for uh, problem statements or MNCs uh, in the region and beyond. Mm -hmm. And the last area is, um, I mentioned about corporate innovation, something I, I think is quite new uh, for Vietnam. Um, actually, in the Singapore Week of Innovation and Technology Switch, uh, we have launched the first ever Southeast Asia Open Innovation Challenge. Uh, and for Vietnam, we have invited VNG Cloud to be one of the companies participating. Um, so ESG also works with the corporates to promote uh, open innovation in the region. Um, just in last month, uh, we launched the Southeast Asia Open Innovation Challenge. And uh, for Vietnam market, we invited VNG uh, Cloud to be on board mm. um, to source for EKYC solution. Um, so really, we hope to attract startups from the region, both in Singapore, in Vietnam, and Southeast Asia, to take part in this challenge. For interested startups, you can actually go to seaoic.com. Don't worry, we'll details. include the link. We got Okay, you. and the <laughs> deadline is 28 February, so excellent. you still have plenty of time. Cool. Yeah. Well, excellent, Leon. Thank you for sharing uh, the kind of range and scope of work that Enterprise Singapore does and the, and the consulate of, of Singapore, and I'm sure the embassy as well. Um, we want to move into kind of sharing about the lifestyle here, because I think, you know, you mentioned a lot of Singaporeans um, kind of relate on a cultural level, lifestyle level, all these kind of different things with Vietnam. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you, having lived here for a couple of years. Um, first question for you, you know, is, is a food, of course. You know, Singapore is a foodie place, so is Vietnam. What can you share about your food experience here and, and what's your must Vietnamese dish? Well, my food experience here, to be honest, we are spot for choices here mm. because this is like a melting pot. You can get good Japanese food, Korean food, Vietnamese food. I can actually get my craving of Singaporean food here. No mm. issues. Excellent. Again, and where should I go for Singaporean food? Tasty Singapore. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So um, for Vietnamese food itself, uh, what intrigued me the most is actually the dish called Hu Tiu. Uh, it's a southern dish and it has so many variations. Mm. There's Hu Tiu, Hu Tiu Nam Phan, Hu Tiu Mi Tho, so I think you know more than I do. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> it's a mixture of everything in the noodle. Mm. Uh, very similar to a dish that we have in Singapore called Ba Chow Mi. So it's dry. Of course, they have the wet style, so it's really up to you. Mm -hmm. And it's a mixture of pork, seafood, fish ball, shrimp, whatever you want to throw inside. Excellent. And the flavor is actually uh, quite flavorful. And uh, every time I go to different cities, you can actually try it especially in the South. Excellent. Yeah. So sportful choice. And aside from <clears throat> food and general lifestyle, I mean, um, the quality of life <laughs> in Singapore is in some ways unrivaled. You have amazing public transportation uh, for families, especially you have great education and, and healthcare. Um, here in Vietnam, it's obviously uh, still an emerging market by some definitions. Um, what do you have to share to the families or even just, you know, single entrepreneurs <laughs> living in Singapore who, who kind of have second thoughts because of the quality and access to those things? Uh, if at all that poses a problem 
Um, maybe you can share your experience living here and, and if that's been a challenge or even maybe a good thing that you have more access, if anything. Well, to me, I think uh, Vietnam is very livable, especially in Ho Chi Minh City. Mm. It's really a city. Um, you have shopping malls. Transportation is uh, easy. I mean, you can get around by grab bike, grab car. Mm-hmm. Promoting uh, a Singaporean business. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the metro line will be coming up, you mm. know, hopefully sooner than later. Mm. Um, as long as you can cross the road, get by the traffic, uh, which you should just confidently cross the road. Exactly. There's always the hurdle for... There's always uh, that image of crossing yeah. a, a six-lane street yeah. <laughs> with motorbikes yeah. and everything. And It's not as fearful as you would imagine. It's not as fearful. Actually, personally, I have an experience of crossing the Hanoi Highway in District 2. Wow. Um, so I was pretty late for an appointment and the Grab driver um, could not get to the destination, mm. but I could see the building. Mm. Uh, so eventually, <laughs> after making a few rounds, uh, he was at the opposite side of the highway. Yeah. I said, drop me here. I have to meet the person. Wow. So I alighted there. I crossed the probably 10 lanes yeah. of Hana Highway hmm. on a busy morning, uh, focusing on my target. I don't want to miss the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And here I go. I'm still alive. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. So, I mean, that is just one interesting experience I thought, uh, mm. which is also applicable for businesses mm. in the new market. Yeah, very much. Sometimes uh, we cannot go to the, the way that we wanted. Maybe we have to be a bit flexible. Mm. Not saying people should just jaywalk across the expressway, mm. but mm. Uh, if you are careful and you're focused, you can still reach your destination. Mm. Yeah. No, that's a great analogy. And I think really represents the opportunity here too. It's it's just going to get better day by day. And, and with the help of the likes of Associations like Enterprise Singapore, I'm sure we'll get there faster, not just for Singaporean businesses, but for global businesses in Vietnam and for those in Vietnam wishing to reach a global market. Uh, Leon, that kind of concludes our chat here today. Um, super big thanks for coming on the show. I hope that this, these insights and, and listeners here today are very helpful for the number of businesses that have yet to enter Vietnam and those uh, that are now looking into entering Vietnam. Enterprise Singapore, Leon, if you need to reach him, uh, his contact will be uh, available on the Enterprise Singapore website. Uh, and of course, his colleagues, I'm sure you can find it there as well. Uh, Leon, thank you for joining the studio here this morning. And um, we hope to welcome you back soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cheers. Cheers. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week. So don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content. Thanks for listening to another episode of Vietnam Innovators, brought to you by our partners, health tech startup GeoHealth. They're best known for their doctor-at-home services, but offer much more than that. If you haven't already, check out their mobile apps on the App Store and Google Play for more or drop by for a visit to their new smart clinic at M Plaza in Ho Chi Minh City.